All right, joining us this afternoon is Jennifer Ronholm. Dr. Jennifer Ronholm, professor in the Faculty of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences at McGill University, here to talk about the recalls of the past year. And were there more of them or were they more severe or is that just how we're feeling about them right now? Thanks for joining us this afternoon, Professor. Thank you so much for having me. So I know recalls are maybe not people's favorite topics because they usually involve taking your car in or wondering if something is safe in your fridge. But recalls are a very important part of our day-to-day existence to keep us safe, correct? That is correct. Uh, Canada has a very strong recall system to keep us safe. And so take us through just quickly, what does it mean when something is recalled, especially in your expertise in the area of food? How does that work from it's in our fridge and then on the news or in a social media post, we see there's been a recall of something that's part of our lives? Yeah, we actually have a very robust system here in Canada. So when there is a problem, uh, the recall usually starts with a trigger. And in Canada, the trigger can be a number of things, such as CFIA inspected a plant and they found that there was a problem or they conducted end testing and found the bacteria or MDs could observe that there's a spike in cases of a particular disease or a consumer could have a complaint. Um, And when CFIA gets one of those triggers, they start an investigation, they process the info that they have, they gather some evidence, they might do some lab testing or look for the food of origin. After they get the results back, Health Canada will do a risk assessment, and this can happen as quickly as in eight hours and decide whether the food needs to be recalled. If Health Canada says it needs to be recalled, um, CFIA will start a recall. They'll send out information to the plant, and they'll inform the public usually within 24 hours, and that's when we see it pop up on the news. And then CFIA makes sure all of the product is recalled from the marketplace. So the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, how many of these are they dealing with per year? Do we know that? Because there must be some where they test and they say, oh, no, you know what? It's A-OK. Everyone's good. Continue on. Yeah, CFIA, it's hard to say how many uh, triggers they have per year. That information isn't public. Um, But two to 300 recalls a year is within normal range. Two to 300? Yeah, for food. Yeah. See, now, is that because we don't hear about all of them because of them are so geographically specific that here in Alberta, you might not hear about something that's only sold in Prince Edward Island? Or am I just not paying enough attention to the two to 300 recalls happening? So there's three classes of recalls, uh, category one and two and three, uh, determining like how serious they are, what your chance of injury is if you ingest one of the foods. If it's something minor, like the company didn't declare egg or milk uh, on a product, that will get recalled, but it might not make the news. So that makes up a lot of them. Okay. Whereas if it's something more serious, uh, like a really in- intense foodborne infection, it's more likely to make the news as we saw with like the cantaloupe or infant formula. Okay, I, I'm feeling a bit better. I thought I had missed hundreds, hundreds of recalls this no. year, and I thought for someone who works in talk radio, I gotta be, I gotta be better on this ball. Yeah, if it's something minor, it might not make international or national news. Okay. Uh, Speaking with us right now is Dr. Jennifer Ronholm from McGill University uh, talking about the recalls we've seen in the past year. And I'm wondering, is it basically equal every year, the recalls we see? And do we just feel like this year was such a big year because of the the cantaloupe salmonella outbreak that sickened hundreds? And unfortunately, there were deaths both in Canada and the U.S.? Yeah, that was a big outbreak, and that was a big recall. 
I went back through the last couple of years um, and did a count of how many recalls we had. Um, like I said, two to 300 is pretty normal. In 2023, we had 194. And mm-hmm. the year before was 226. And the year before was 258. So there were a little less in 2023 than is average. So maybe it's just because the cantaloupe situation did happen towards the end of the year. So we're thinking about it more. And then you throw in some recalls with Peloton bikes and cars and their airbags. And because those were bigger stories, it feels like there was actually more when, in fact, your numbers now show us actually had a pretty good year. I'm only giving you the number for foodborne infections. Uh, I'm not giving you Peloton bikes, but uh, (laughs) foodborne recalls, yeah, were a little less than normal. Um, we had some high-profile foodborne or food recalls in 2023. Like the, um, there was the infant formula right at the end of the year, mm-hmm. and I have a feeling that one could go on for a while. There was the cantaloupe that was big. Um, there were several frozen berries uh, recalled this year. So, it, it, you know, the high-profile ones might have been a little bit bigger in 2023. And so when you said earlier in our conversation that sometimes it is the public reporting something, how much of a role does the public have to do in, you know, next year, this year, in the future? How much of it is us reporting things versus us being told that these recalls need to happen? Well, I think the majority of recalls are health officials with CFIA inspections. Um, Customers always have the right to complain, which is a good aspect of our system. But I think the responsibility of the customers and the general public is really to keep an eye out for media alerts or to check the websites of the CFIA to see what is being recalled and to keep yourself you know knowledgeable about any food store that could be in your fridge or that could be in your uh, pantry that have been recalled so pay attention and it's also the um, responsibility of the public to make sure they're preparing their foods in safe ways Uh, for example the cantaloupe outbreak, um, you know, you can significantly reduce your risk of infection from salmonella if you scrub your cantaloupe with soap and water before you cut it. So knowing how to prepare your food and preparing it properly and being knowledgeable and um, good about those things is the responsibility of the public. Interesting. Now, as a food safety expert, I didn't know that. I wash my fruit with like warm water when I bring it home, but I'm not using soap. I should be washing my fruit with soap? No. No. Uh, any fruit where you're going to eat the skin, don't wash it with soap. Don't wash um, it with soap. If, no. If you're going to eat an apple and eat the skin, just wash it under some warm water. But if you're cutting a watermelon, um, very few people eat the rind. Right. Maybe no one eats the rind. Um, or cantaloupe where you don't eat the rind. Any fruit where you don't eat the rind, it's okay to eat and wash with soap. And what about pre-cut fruit? Should you be rinsing your pre-cut fruit again once you bring it home? (laughs) I think it would be pretty hard um, to rinse pre-cut fruit. (laughs) You'd be rinsing away most of your fruit probably. Um, I would suggest for pre-cut, pre-cut fruit is always going to carry a higher risk of infection than buying a solid piece of fruit Mm. for a variety of infections and a variety of reasons. Um, you know, being cognizant of that and being cognizant if, if you're someone who can handle an infection of that. Um, I know many food safety experts who choose to go and buy pre-cut fruit just for the convenience, you know, a little extra risk for the wonderful convenience of pre-cut fruit. Um, but it's always going to be a little more risky than the uh, intact counterparts. It's a little more risky and it's a lot more expensive. And if my mother knew I was buying pre-cut fruit, she would be very displeased with me. (laughs) 
but sometimes life gets busy and I understand. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you so much, Dr. Ronholm, for all your time and information today. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Thanks so much. That's Jennifer Ronholm, Dr. Jennifer Ronholm from McGill University saying, we didn't actually have that many food recalls in the past year. It just feels that way.